Hi, welcome to my creativity. podcast about being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Surrey. I reveal how I work, my projects, my process, well, my creativity, from the planning and goal setting to how I stay accountable for my output, to the way ideas pop into my head and to the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize it. Now each week I go over my goals for the month and also for last week and I'll tell you how I went. At the end of the episode, I present some new goals. Now, as you know, I'm coming up to the end of my first year. So what have I achieved and what do I intend to achieve? Well, I'm not entirely sure what I intend to achieve next year. Beyond some rough outlines. Next year, I'm going to earn money. That's nice. I'm going to increase my productivity. But let's have a look at last year, this past year in review. So I've got some annual priorities with Create More Podcasts. Yes, I've done that. Woohoo! I now have Exit Plan, I have My Creativity, and I have Space Brains. And I have the beautiful Vincent King will be bringing along Personalize, which is sort of an interview talk show. Fantastic. More content. Well, I've written three novels. I mean, that's pretty good, right? Establish alliances. Yeah, I've done that. I've spoke about how I'm I'm not an especially extroverted person. I, I don't get a lot of energy out of meeting and dealing with lots of people. So it's kind of important. And I think I have established some alliances. I've, I've made some friends and spoken to people. People know my name. I know theirs. That's really cool. Establish paying customers. I have... Just a little bit over 10 US dollars in my Payoneer account from my uh, book sales. Sweet. Specify an app. Oh, I had some fantastic ideas about that today. Some ideas about a social social platform for encouraging and supporting artists or creative people, and for creative people to support and add value to their communities. So I'm going to flesh it out more. I'm not going to talk too much about it here because it's it's a bit amorphous and not very useful uh, at this level. Okay, let's see. Oh, I had some personal goals. As if this is something I think I I think I explained this in my first episode talking about planning. My, I've got these priorities which are to do with Gravity Undone, my creative slash business outlet. But I also have some personal goals about developing myself. Run 21 kilometers on the weekend. Now, I had a Facebook memory come up eight years ago, running my second marathon. There's a beautiful picture. I was lean and happy and str- struggling along at the half marathon mark. And that was the last marathon I did because kids came along, I injured my leg, uh, I did a few other sort of things, but I'm working my way back up to that. So running 21 kilometers was what I was going to get to this year. 
fit comfortably in size 32 jeans. Along with the kids came about 8 extra kilos, which for the metrically challenged is 18 pounds or thereabouts. Let's see, play and sing on guitar. Well, I've learned a couple more songs. In particular, I've been playing the song Judgment Day. Um, I haven't actually learned to play and sing yet still. However, I have learned more on editing and mixing songs. And I've written a couple of songs. So I'm, I'm going to find a singer for those songs. Get them done. So yeah, that was, that was my annual plan. So next year, next year I'm going to be you know, creating more of podcasts and content more novels, I want to try and uh, form some sort of a a group, um, a support group, if you will, informal sort of thing, but I definitely think the more you connect with people, the better off everyone is, and I, I'm, I'm going to make money next year, Not, I'm not aiming for a lot still because I'm still in this sort of um, exploratory phase where I'm searching and trying to find out what my market actually is. Here we go. Um, more on that later. I mean, this is my last week of the month. I'm coming the last week of the year coming up. So next week will be proper annual goals. But in the meantime, let's talk about last week. I said I was going to run 16 kilometers. And I've been doing that last few weeks. Uh, today, however, my birthday weekend, I actually got a surprise birthday present from my absolutely gorgeous and wonderful wife. I've got a Smooth Star skateboard, which is very cool. I bet you guys didn't know that I skateboard. There you go. I am so cool. I play guitar and I skateboard and I'm a computer programmer. <laughs> I am one of the most massive nerds you're going to come across. Uh, so instead, I went... Uh, and did skating all day you know, for a couple of hours yesterday and another hour or so today. Uh, as a result, my, my hips and my thighs are, are quite well punished. Thank you very much. I'm going to consider that in lieu of a 16-kilometer run. I said I was going to finish editing book two, and I have-ish. You know how it goes. Finish recording Judgment Day. Oh, you know, I've recorded now the chorus properly because I had the chorus before, but the timing was off. So I've re-recorded that and I've actually got it on time with the drums. And I've started in, I've done the first, like, um, the first set of verses after that chorus. So obviously there's slightly different guitar work to the very first chorus, the first verse, the third verse has got um, slightly different arrangement there. And then app ideas. Yeah, I had this great, this, this idea, and I'm not sure how far I'm going to go into it uh, over on the air like this because um, it's got to be properly worked out and um, researched. But suffice to say, is this idea that I've, I've been working on this Innovator's Dilemma book, which talks about, dis um, what do you call those, disruptive products. And so the disruptive products are the ones which basically start off in a market that is unserved or underserved by the big players. 
And often the difficulty in finding this or understanding it or predicting it is that it's it's not necessarily a market that exists or is known about. If you were to say, yeah, like smartphones, for example, smartphones were sort of tried or PDAs. You remember the old Apple Newton? You may, you probably don't, but way back in the day, there were these things called PDAs, personal data assistants. They're basically like a smartphone, but they weren't a phone and they didn't have a camera. They're like little handheld computers, Palm Pilots uh, was another brand. And they, they kind of, nobody cared. And so that was like as a dead dog. But the iPhone was a product for which there was no prior market. And it wasn't entirely sure that it was a market anyone wanted or needed. And none, certainly the only person who went into it was Apple. The only company who went into it was Apple. And turns out it was a huge market and it basically destroyed all other phones. It's almost impossible now to get a phone that is not uh, an iPhone-derived smartphone or an iPhone-inspired or, or simulacrum, if you like. Um, so these app ideas I've got is, is um, in part I've realized what I've got to do is basically create something that doesn't really exist anywhere else and explore to find out who's going to use it and for what purposes. And that's kind of an interesting approach to take as opposed to sort of saying, oh, everyone likes this thing, so I'm going to make a better of that thing. And that's not going to work. I don't have the billions of dollars to invest in something that's going to do that. So we'll see. So this, this anyway, I got this app idea and I think it might have legs. It's a matter of developing it and and when I say app, I mean it's, it's a whole like business model, if you will. So we'll see where we go with that. And speaking of like planning and goal setting and growth, I want to talk a little bit about scale because this is something maybe creatives don't tend to think about we think oh i'm a writer i to scale i just need to write more books or i'm a movie maker i just gonna make more movies or i'm a painter i'm gonna paint more and to an extent that is true however you in order to scale and i want to use books here because that's what i'm doing at the moment i could write sit down and write constantly book after book after book after book but am i scaling in a useful way because what I'm doing is I've got to trade every hour I'm awake I can be doing something that's part of my creativity and if I just wrote books they would never get published because it takes time and effort to either seek out a publisher or to you know format and edit and self-publish either way it it doesn't just happen you can write the book as many books as you like but you still have to stop writing at some point and spend some time creating an author's platform, for example, marketing yourself, uh, reaching out and making contacts with bookstores or other authors or book review sites, or you've got to set up a social media presence. And, you know, there's uh, 101 other things that you've got to do. So how do you do this? So, so when we're talking about scale in this sense, what we're really talking about is how do I spend less time working to do all of those other functions 
and more time in producing what is my core value, the thing that that makes me valuable or makes my output valuable. How do I spend more time doing that and less time doing all the stuff that carries that? An example would be if you owned a shop, and I always like to say if you owned a coffee shop because my parents owned a coffee shop and I worked in one for a while. You can basically go in and open the shop up and stand behind the counter and serve customers and clean and all the rest of it. And you'll make money doing that. But you have a limit to the amount of money you can make because you're the only person in there and you've got to do everything. So you've got to sort of split your time up and you reach very quickly reach the maximum envelope of how much you can make. Now, the owners of Starbucks, do you think that's all they make? It's not, obviously. They've scaled. They don't walk in, open up a coffee shop, stand behind the counter and serve customers. They spend their time doing the things that they, they love doing and produces the most value, which is not serving customers. Same as an author. If you want to spend the most time doing the thing that produces value, i.e. writing your books and coming up with ideas and attending uh, conventions, for example, then you're going to need some way of getting your marketing done, some way of talking with um, vendors, with printers, with publishers, with agents, some way of selling rights to your stories and characters, some way to manage your web presence, your social media, you're someone to book a present appearances, book signings, whatever, you know, all of these sort of things. So when I went along to this business training that kickstarted all of this so many months ago, like more, a bit over a year ago now, one of the lessons in that was scale. How do you go from being this one-man show and you very quickly hit your limit as to what you can actually do and then that's going to be your maximum. So you've got to organize yourself in a way that scales and will grow so that you can become an industry, if you like. I want to have a look at J.K. Rowling. I, I love her from the point of view that she's, this, she's managed to become more than just an author. She is a business empress, if you like. She has this, this whole empire, being that she's an empress, around her Harry Potter universe. Where there's, there's books, and she's still writing some books, but there's movies, there's computer games, there's web interactive experiences, there's a theme park, um, there's official merchandise, there's, you know, everything. And she's not running around creating all of that. She's scaled. So here's like sort of a, a real quick and dirty way of scaling. And this is what was taught to me, and uh, I haven't achieved it myself yet. However, uh, in fact, as my wife is working with a fellow at the moment who went along to the same training, and his business is scaling, and he's using this method. So I can see that it does work. So the first thing you have to do is you got to sit down with a pen and paper, and this is where you roll your eyes. You could be on a computer. You roll your eyes and goes, yeah, 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 I already know how to do all this. Just do it, okay? This is I've talked about this many times. 
there's always these two things here. Well, that's common sense. I already know that. I can just keep it in my head. You can't. The reason I tell you to write these things down is because it works. And you've actually got to do it and execute it or it's pointless. So write these things down. Define all of the roles you perform. So obviously there's the role of the general manager. You're the CEO of your you know, corporate empire, if you like. You've also then got a, uh, you know, you've got the author function of, in my case, author function to write. It'll be your creation, whatever it is you do. You've got to have your marketing functions. So you've got, you know, social media engagement. You've got to have artwork and, you know, copy editing. And you're going to have uh, editing and you're going to have formatting and then you're going to have uh, your media relations and you're going to have... Uh, administration so you're going to be sending out and receiving emails and so forth to uh, I know enter into competitions or to query agents or publishers or whatever so you're going to write down all these different roles that you currently do and you can do that just by watching yourself you know what do you do each day and just write down what role that would be now you've got like a little org chart a little structure that shows how your creative business exists and operates. What you want to do is go through each of these sort of roles and figure out how much you'd have to pay someone per hour if you were to like get a freelancer or a temp or a permanent whatever, some sort of a pay scale. How much do you pay someone for your social media engagement? How much do you pay someone for your... Uh, audio book recording and editing how much would you have to pay if you were to go out to the market and find someone and and you might be happy to get someone from another country with a lower pay scale or you might want to get someone nearby and pay a bit more whatever and then you got to work out how long you spend or you should spend on each of these roles and so right now you can see that you've got a time spent versus cost. So you can multiply them together, you know, dollars per hour times the number of hours you spend. That's how much it's going to cost to fill that role. Now you want to identify the roles, maybe in some sort of priority order, that you enjoy doing. Now for me, that's the creation side of things. I love the actual writing and designing, plotting and planning and creation. Doing... Uh, social media engagement. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm a relatively introverted, quiet, private person, and and exposing myself and and interacting with people on social media takes effort. And I know there are plenty of people out there like that who who actually have to, I don't know, sort of push themselves to do it. So I'm thinking, I'm going to stick to the the passion, the bits that I produce the most value in, which is the creation and direction and designing and planning. And for example, my social media engagement is a role that I would want filled. And maybe that costs $20 an hour. Maybe I want to do that four hours a week. So it's going to be $80 a week. So when I start earning $80 a week, that money could go into hiring someone to do my social media. Now I've just, yeah, and here's the trick. I've done a couple of things. One, 
I have removed myself from having to do a task that I find to be a chore and difficult and I've given it to someone who enjoys it and I'll get to that in a sec but I've also bought myself time to spend on all the other functions and this allows for growth and scale because now suddenly there's someone else doing the social media stuff and I'm not so now I've got those four hours a week back to do more creation or maybe some other marketing function. And so you go, as you earn money, you allot it out to these roles and hire in talent to fill those roles. And thus, moving yourself more and more into the position you need to be and so you can scale. Like I said, so J.K. Rowling, she doesn't manage and organize the restaurants and theme parks and uh, doesn't produce the movies. Well, I think she did have a bit of a hand in, in the last two, but she just does her the bits that she likes doing and that she's good at. She pays someone else to do all the rest of it. That's scale. Now, filling the role, you can't just fill anyone. You can't just go on a fiver and say, hey, I've got 80 bucks a week for someone to do my social media. Because that's just, that's random lottery. You need to find someone who shares your values and enjoys doing what you're asking them to do. So, and I know there are people out there who, who love social media. They love the, the tinkering, the, the experimentation. Like, oh, what if I use this sort of copy and this image and put it out at this time in these locations? Oh, that gets more engagement, and people really love that. Okay, I'm going to do that. Oh, they don't like that so much. There are people who just love that. They get off on it. You want to find them. And you also want to find the ones that share your values. So when I talk about values, I mean some of your core core beliefs. So I, I have values around um, authenticity, integrity, and uh, family, um, health, and probably some others that I can't think of right now. So I want to find someone else who has some of those shared values and beliefs around around money, around work, around family, around um, creativity, around science, and around fa- fantasy and history. Because they're the people who are, I'm going to get on best with and who will most um, intuitively understand me as a creative I don't know how to do that. I've not really tried it. I've done recruiting at work and trying to find computer programmers. And I'll tell you what, it's hard. It's not hard to find computer programmers. They're all over the place. Trying to find the ones that are going to fit well and work at their best within your own environment. That's hard. So that's scale. And and that's like a real super fast um, lesson on scale and, and I'm saying that because I haven't personally done that I'm in the process of organizing that and that's why next year's goals is to make money and because I want to be able to make enough money to be able to pay someone else to do some of my online uh, social media management generating email list so uh, people can I can get in touch with people uh, maintaining a, a Twitter presence so that uh, I can engage better. Taking off my hands these sorts of tasks that uh, I know how to do, 
and I, I can execute it well if I really put my mind to it, but it, it doesn't fill me with passion. It's not, it's not going to make me keep coming back. And that's what you've got to do. If you want to be a sustaining success at your creativity, you need to be able to scale. So, anyone out there actually scaling already, already hiring on people? Maybe you've got tips. You can get in touch with me. I know, shocking as that may seem. Surrey at gravityundone.net. You can also hit me on Twitter at gravityundone. Speaking of Twitter and social media stuff, once Exit Plan 3 is over and done with, which is only five weeks away, I'm focusing my attention on marketing. So look out. Next week's goals. Run that 21 kilometers. Next weekend, I have to run 21 kilometers. That's going to be pretty awesome. I'm probably going to do it in the morning fairly early because it's going to be warm. I've got a format book too. So that means I've got to get its font and typeface, uh, typeface and font, typography and so forth down right. That will give me the correct page count. So I need to have like some front matter and back matter. And once I've got the page count, I know exactly how big my cover has to be because I've got my cover designed. And then the following week, probably I'll be able to sort of actually publish it. Fantastic. Judgment Day. I've got to get the bridge and the final sort of verse chorus, which is going to be done, which won't take much. Exit Plan 8. And then, you know, I've got to get my website ready for other people to edit. As I said, there's a new podcast coming along. And I could spend my time filling out pages for it and so forth, but that would just be double handling. I may as well give uh, editing access rights to the host of that podcast, and he can edit it. That way he can release it in his own time, and there's not this sort of double handling effect going on. So that's it. Think about scaling. Like Really think about that, the idea that you could offload all those parts of your creative endeavors that you're not passionate about to people who are passionate about it so you can work and on your core passion, your, your zone of genius, if you will. In the meantime, stay creative, be cool, love one another, and you know some other meaningless platitude in there. See ya.